It's Tori. And Veronica. And we're back with another awesome episode. Today we have two special guests. Why don't they reveal themselves? <laughs> Hi, it's Katie. Hey, Dizoma. And we have a very special sponsor for today's podcast. Taylor, from our our job, our manager, best manager around. He was telling us he was, you know, anxiously waiting for another episode, and he sponsored this episode. So everyone, you know, tell him thank you. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks, Taylor. (laughs) And uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about a very hard subject, heartbreak. This episode might be a little heavy. Um, Should we do a trigger warning? Yeah, a trigger warning. (laughs) It might be a little heavy for some listeners, or it could be just what you needed to get you back on that horse after a hard breakup. Yeah, I mean, all the, you know, all us girlies today, we've all been through some, you know, really dark times at the expense of love, I guess if you want to say it like that. Love in air quotes. Yeah, so. Hey guys, so it's Katie, and I'm reading a book right now called All About Love by Bell Hooks. It's very popular, so I decided that I would kind of intro and just tell you guys about it. First of all, it's a great read. I really should have finished it earlier, but I have trouble reading as much as I should. But in the beginning, she just talks about the idea of love really vaguely. She introduces it, um, and she talks about like society and the media we consume, and how there's a lot of ideas about love and they're very specific but when it comes to like households and the way people are raised um a lot of people aren't actually receiving that like movie type of love that they see or that they read about um i think that's very real as a professional 2003 rom-com fan and as a former fanfic reader um if you're a hopeless romantic it's really hard out here i think especially in america i know we just have a very specific like movie scene um rom-coms have kind of died but even like the rise of superhero movies like those are some really large standards to live up to um spider-man kiss Mm -hmm. another epic love story iron man and the notebook (laughs) yeah i agree with um the wattpad i call it part three This is story, by the way, but when I was in middle school, so this is the age, you know, where I'm learning about relationships, I guess what they should look like, etc. I was a big directioner, and I was reading, heavily reading, for about two or three years, fan fictions on Wattpad that had the most twisted love tropes and disturbing things in there, but honestly... Um, like a lot of the relationships in those tropes are kind of like mentally abusive. I mean, there are ones that's like my mom sold me to One Direction and then they end up falling in love or I don't know. If you've read a fan fiction, you know. But it definitely, I feel like it definitely impacted me very heavily. And the media can very heavily impact people's ideas of love and their perceptions of love. Like Veronica mentioned, The Notebook. Sorry, I got, I got a little distracted there. But movies and rom-coms like The Notebook, unfortunately, I feel like kind of have a negative impact on me and my perception of love. I mean, you see movies like The Notebook where it's like the girl leaves and comes back and is married and it's like love defies all. And then you see other rom-coms where it's the same thing and it always ends in a happy ending. And while I'm sure those stories are true for some people experiencing love, if we're being real in 2020 and being in your 20s, 
dating is not like that and you know what I, I hate to point the blame on a certain gender you can just assume <laughs> I mean I don't know personally I'm down for love like the notebook I'm down well, for love like you know, any rom-com but it's just not like that I actually learned about this in my families and societies class but it was about when we, on our marriage and we we're <clears throat> in love well we talk about a lot of stuff about families anyway so that's called the mythic love and it's basically like all those tropes are with mythic love, how love defies all and how as long as you have true love, like all the obstacles don't matter. And honestly, um, I forgot what else we learned about in that <laughs> unit, but like they had something to do with how that like basically that stuff ties in with the government and how they want money and shit. It feels a bit delirious because it's not really sustainable. Mm -hmm. Not that it's not achievable, but a lot of people just aren't like prepared for it. Like they aren't set up for it and the people that they fall in love with are also like Zoma and I were kind of like we we weren't arguing about this, but we were having a conversation about this and I was basically saying that like you can feel like delirious and on top of the world and perfect with like anyone like with the right person like two people can make that for themselves but for it to be like real and good for your life and good for both of you like a lot of hard work has to go into it you can still be like really happy you know what i mean and have that like rom-com life but like it's not gonna just be those very happy moments it's gonna be like especially if you're married and you have like property together or like kids <laughs> or all those other little legal attachments that people get with people they love mm -hmm. that's like, like so true because also another thing is love is truly a choice that people have to make every day especially when you're married like obviously you can get I feel boring and repetitive when you're with someone for so long but that's why love is literally a choice like choosing to love them every day despite like all their flaws and stuff that might annoy you you just have to like there's work through it there. yeah exactly. underlying like, which is not necessarily like in the definition mm -hmm. but like it's definitely there and um back to the movies and the romance novels and fan fictions personally a common theme in all of those is that the people in, in a relationship have a lot of typically sometimes have problems you know that in the relationship or whatever but they work it out you know because at the end they always end up together personally in my life in my past relationships I could see how that affected me thinking that every single bad thing that should have been the end of a relationship but me thinking oh no like we can work past it like there are a bunch of you know maybe we should talk about red flags in relationships that you just can't work past number one in my humble opinion is cheating now back in the day you know a while ago I could have been cheated on a million times and I would think that just because I love this person that it would be fine, it would be work past. But now that I'm older and wiser, I know cheating is just such a sign of disrespect. And there's this trend on TikTok where it's like you ask the person you're talking to, can you love someone and still cheat on them? Cheat on them? And if they say yes, then it's like red flag. Because in my humble opinion, if you love someone, I mean, I, I, I know it's a tricky situation, but like, for me personally, like if I'm in love with someone, I would never cheat on them because that's just okay, me. Okay, that's what you technical is like cheating a red flag. I mean, cheating is like already like that's like a really bad. Thing. I have I to like hop in because I that. disagree with that exact statement. And when I was younger, I definitely would have agreed with it. But my point of view is that, well, mm -mm. it is kind of contradictory. It's really tricky. I think it's a clearly it's like a. It's a hard question to answer. I know I said I disagree. Maybe I'm in the middle, I'm more neutral, but my disagree would just be that 
you can love someone and do and you can hurt them and you can do bad things but that doesn't mean that you like deserve to actively keep loving them and i just that's kind of my perspective i just feel like does that make sense yeah i mean i understand that because you can be like loving someone poorly you can be loving someone incorrectly that's why i feel like it is something that's really hard to define because in the beginning like when i was talking about the book that i'm reading she introduces the idea that basically the kind of i would say the idea that agrees with your point which is that you can say you love someone but it is not love if these certain things aren't being met if yeah certain levels of respect and like really that's I what i was gonna say intentions. but that my perspective is just that like a lot of people feel love but a lot of people are also bad fucked up not you know complete versions of themselves people who are hurting people and making mistakes do they not experience love just because they're doing it wrong you know what i mean so it's okay for the people in their life to be like, I don't feel loved by you. Does that yeah. make sense? I mean, it does make sense. Like, cheating isn't as black and white, I guess, as it would be comfortable to make it seem. But I also feel like, I don't know, like I was saying at the beginning, like, red, red flags that I guess you should end a relationship. I don't know, because personally... There was a point in my life, like I said earlier, where people would cheat on me and, and I would be like, it's okay because love will define all and that you'll change and I'll change and it'll all be better. But, you know, like when you, at, at the end of the day, when you cheat on someone, there's just a lack of respect there. I mean, I guess you could still love them with all of your being, but there's just a lack of respect. And I don't know, as the person on the receiving end of that, you just got to pack your stuff up and go no matter how long or how much you've given to them or what it is i mean if you have kids you know that's a whole different story i'm not going to get into that because i can't speak on that that's not me but because my other like point is that like when most people traditionally talk about red flags i think they're talking about reasons why they wouldn't like date someone yeah. but i can understand where you're coming from with the perspective of like a three strike rule or like uzama and i heard someone the other day say they have they give people three small strikes or one big strike so like if you're in a committed relationship with someone no matter the age like we don't have to define what that feeling is of like feeling betrayed by them whether it's like cheating a loss of trust they kept a really big secret from you they were friends with someone that really hurt you like there's a lot of ways that you can feel like betrayed by your partner and questioning what like, if they actually love you the way that you think mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people i think it's really circumstantial mm -hmm. because like in general you know there are people that would let like their parents do things that they would never let their romantic partner do or like vice versa or their siblings or like you know some people stand up to their family members and their loved ones but then like they're different in like public settings i don't know so like i found i find it very hard to that's why it's so hard to talk about because like everyone's i think a lot of people just have also like so many different like boundaries of red flags that they're okay with like personally like the red flags that i see that are really like i guess basic are like red flags for me and i i honestly think y'all need to watch out for it. if he's or she or they are addicted to porn or are constantly liking thirst shops and following random hoes all the freaking time watch out because they're most likely gonna cheat on you i'm sorry mm -hmm. it's the truth like they're always trying to seek attention and validation elsewhere you better watch out because <laughs> i don't you're just not enough well no not, not <laughs> sorry i was projecting how i used to feel when that when i was in that position you are you are perfectly enough i realize it's that now you. but when i was in that position i always thought 
I'm kind of screaming. Yeah. I always thought, damn, like, I'm not enough. I'm so worthless. I'm a piece of shit. Mm. But really, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was them. Um, so when it comes to self-esteem, especially like Veronica was just mentioning, when you have a significant other who, I mean, everyone has their own boundaries. Personally, for Veronica and I, and I'm pretty sure I can say for Katie too, we would appreciate if our significant others weren't following a bunch of IG baddies, liking every single post on their feed that's of girls. If they're... For you page on TikTok is an all thirst traps. If their explore page on Instagram is an all thirst traps. Like everyone has their own boundaries. Personally, those are our boundaries. But when your significant other does things like this, I mean, it can really, really harm your self-esteem. And like when you're in relationships at a young age or even like our kind of young, a little bit older age now, but like I remember when I was We're like- still very young, sis. We're I know. 21. We like, are girl. young, but like I feel older than I was when I was 16, you know? So well, like, yeah, like I'm, but... I'm reflecting on how I felt when I was 16, but like when mm -hmm. I was 16 and 17 and I had relationships that made me feel really insecure, it was like really impactful. And I would look at these girls, like the other woman per se, when I was in high school, like Instagrams and social medias, like, like it was, religion like I, it was like all the time and it was unfortunately an addiction to like tearing myself down and like comparing myself and it's just a never-ending cycle and I'm on reddit now <laughs> reddit changed my life but like relationships can have a heavy effect on your self-esteem if your relationship isn't you know the way you want it to be and it can be really harmful and for anyone experiencing that I've been there and I'm so sorry but the comparison, it's so much easier said than done to stop comparing yourself to other people, to the I do baddies he follows or she follows or whatever the case may be. But you'll find peace once you, you know, first off, cut maybe you should cut that person off if they won't stop maybe listening to you. Maybe the answer is that capitalism is literally the problem because you guys have all heard that meme where it's like if it were the olden days, you know, you would just know the prettiest person in your town. And <laughs> we all just know and see too many people and we just have an overconsumption problem. And I think it's like, that's how you can really make it ungendered. Anyways, my you point is that canceled. we're all victims anyways to overconsumption and the internet ruining our brains and our self-esteem. And especially where we live, dating is really fucked up. Our <laughs> dating scene has been fucked up since we were like literally kids. Like it has never been normal, I don't think. And it's not even normal to have like, like you're supposed to do fucked up shit when you're a kid, when you're in high school and when you're in college, but it doesn't look that much better. Yeah, the cheating dating is so normalized. Cheating is normalized. The dating <laughs> scene is awful. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm a victim. Well, I don't even know if I say a victim. I do have the dating apps and it is kind of awful. I mean. I don't know. I would prefer to meet my future husband at like a coffee shop or the library, like in any cutesy little romantic whatever. But I don't know if it's me, but whenever I'm at the library, whenever I'm at the coffee shop, I don't see any potential suitors, you know, or ones that I'm particularly interested in approaching me. And hence the reason why I rely, I guess, on social media to find someone I can share my time with. But it's just... I don't know. The dating scene for me personally is kind of absolutely awful because a lot of the, in my experience, the men my age are not really looking for a like long-term relationship. And you know, that's okay because I am young. I am 21 and I'm not also not necessarily looking for a long-term relationship at this time either. But I mean, it's just hard. I I understand it'll probably get easier with age when people are, you know. No, that's what I'm telling you. It's, oh. it's getting worse. I think. Oh. But oh, I no. think also another thing is that so many people, 
are like suffering and fall victim to like being in situationships and being okay with like basically getting everything in a relationship besides commitment and like respect really i just think like it is it's really sad because like obviously like we deserve more like you deserve more everyone like don't just be okay with even the men like inspire yourselves Mm -hmm. to be better you know i was in every way i would really like to know i don't want to say that this is like a men problem although it would be easy to just say that but it's just personally all the women i know are kind of on the same wavelength and you know as i am and we're having trouble with our dating scene all the straight women i know so i don't know who the problem is or what the problem is but i would be so curious as to know maybe it is the social media and being everything being so polluted and there being you know us being exposed to so much of everything but why is it that women are just more likely in my experience to want to settle down and like be serious with someone and men are just not i mean I would love to know where that stems from. I think a lot of it is, like, the way that men... Okay, I'm not... Not to say all men, okay? Don't don't come at me. But, like, a lot of men and their friendships are all, like, surrounded around, like, I guess, bragging to each other in the way, like, I got the most hoes, bro. Like, look who I just fucked or look who I bagged. Like, that kind of, like... First of all, at that point, you don't even see women as people. You just kind of see them as, like, a trophy and something to brag about. Yeah, if I could... I could talk about for hours my experience with, God, men who just don't view women as people. I mean, I've met so many. Also, to the people out there listening, your significant... Everyone go read feminist literature because it's been... Your significant other's friends are a huge, huge, huge telltale sign of who that person really is at the end of the day. They could act like a whole different person in front of you, but when you look at your friends, that is them. Their friends are them, and do not... Do not create excuses for your SO's friends. Like if your friend if their friends are awful people who do awful things, you can bet your bottom dollar that behind closed doors your SO is doing the exact same things because what kind of good person would be friends with bad people? Let that sink in and really think about it. And I'm a huge advocate for meet your SO's friends and you'll see who your SO really is because come on now. Come on now. Your their friends are a huge telltale sign of who they actually are. And I've just met a lot of men who just surround themselves with just awful, awful, awful men who do awful things. And who don't hold each other. Cat- your friend, friend is, is an awful predator. person. They're predators. Okay, we're not going to get too much into this, but just really look at your SO's friends and, you know, think about that. Wait, no, let's talk about dating apps real quick. Because I literally um, got Tinder and Bumble and all of that when I was 17 in high school still. And honestly, back then, like, and, like, in high school, no, my whole life, honestly, like, I was never, I guess, (laughs) I guess considered, like, the pretty girl. So, like, I would never really have guys hit on me anyway. So when I first ever started thinking that I was pretty and getting attention from guys, I decided to get on Tinder to receive the max amount of (laughs) male validation. But it just also showed me, like, how many, like, odd and weird men there are out there. Like, I don't know. And also, I feel like dating apps just make people shallow in the way that like you have a trillion options and like you're swiping so fast like based on their first picture and how they look but I just think it's sad because I also feel like it just makes people think that like people are just so disposable like yeah like there are many fish in the sea and you can like find someone else but at the same time like I feel like we should just value each other as people too and I, I think it's sad how like dating apps have like made people just 
It's insane. It, it is sad. Like, it's just so sad. Like, I, I can't, like... That is true. Dating apps really do, you know, value looks. I mean, it's true, because when you're swiping, you're not... I mean, maybe I should speak for myself, but I, I won't speak for myself. When I'm swiping, honestly, my first impression is what they look like, and if that's... This may sound wrong, but it's just the truth. I'm just going to be honest here. If they don't look like someone I would be interested in, then it's, you know, no. But it's different when you meet people in person, and that's why I prefer to meet someone in person, because you don't just get their looks and their physical appearance. You know, that's not the most important thing. It's, like, who they are when you're talking to them as well. You know? You know, for me, though, on a dating app, there are so many things that I will judge someone on based on their social media presence. That especially if they're close to my age. Like, if you do certain things, it doesn't even matter what you look like. Like, you could literally be my soulmate in any other way. You can do something just in, like, a dating app or in, like, your Instagram bio that will make me shriek. That is true. And cringe. And I honestly, I have been saying this for, like, six months. Who knows if I'm lying? Who knows if I'm not? You're not the boy for me if you even have an Instagram or a yeah. TikTok by... You know, this may so sound a little hypocritical it's because so my truth. I'm sorry. Trust me, I love posting on TikTok. I love taking cute you selfies. Can be on Instagram, I love posting on Instagram. But honestly, when a if a guy has like a very low key vibe Instagram presence, has like ten thousand uh, score on Snapchat. Snapchat score is like under 100,000. If he has a TikTok account or doesn't have one at all and like doesn't post, on Pinterest, it is yeah. so much more attractive than when a guy is like posting stuff a lot and i know that that sounds bad i mean you know what it's our truth we put me under fire or whatever but <laughs> it's just Arrest personally us. something that i see in common with the men who who i'm not gonna say post themselves a lot but like tiktok is a great example who have like a hundred thousand followers on tiktok and all they do is post their straps you want to know what they all have in common they all got lots of girlies in their phone and you know what that's fine if that if that's what they're doing but that's just something that personally i'm not interested in when i'm looking for a companion you know, so if I see a guy and I'm like, oh my god, he's so great. I go on his TikTok, the dude got 50,000 followers and is only posting in dim lighting, you know, making that <laughs> smile, posting like pony. I'm like, bro, this is so sad. My heart breaks a little bit because I'm like, okay, he's not the one. But maybe he is the one if his social media, if he has a highlight of you and you're his profile picture, he posts you a lot. Yeah, aka my boyfriend. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I just had to mention that. Yeah, I do have a man, despite maybe it seems like I'm like attacking men sometimes, but I mean, I low key hate men. She's coming out. Anyway, has a man. I do have a man, y'all, so just a selection. My man's awesome, though. He's kind of low key, I guess. <laughs> he is man, a great guy. Man. He has a good social media presence, I think. I think so, too. And his Explore page is, like, all sports and working out. I'm like, yeah, that, that's how it should look. And his For You page on TikTok, it's no thirst traps. And that's just what we love to see. Like, it's just the bare minimum, though, really. Um, something else I wanted to talk about real quick. If you are going through a breakup or are just sad for whatever reason that has to do with love... You need to watch the movie Someone Great because it changed my life in the best way. Because like I mentioned earlier, the movies and like media surrounding love that I was exposed to kind of made me think that like love will defy all despite all of the awful things in a relationship that definitely mean it should end. I would be like, no, like we can keep going because we love each other or whatever BS that was. The movie Someone Great, without saying too much, it's, it's a love story that isn't a typical love story and it's such a great movie to watch if you're trying to get over someone and you know that there's no future with them it's a beautiful movie i'd watch it every day if i could it makes me cry every single time that is just something that really helped me through a hard time and um i guess our last topic to you know start to wrap this up is 
um, growth. And I just feel like, unfortunately, in my teenage years, I kind of was a serial dater. God, it's so embarrassing to admit it. But I was the type of person who, like, I would be with someone for a long time. And if we ended, I would feel like I needed a boyfriend to be happy. So y'all, literally throughout the four years of high school, I was maybe single for, like, a total of like four or five months out of those four years if I'm being so for real now I've been single for I'm gonna say two years even though there's some discrepancies <laughs> there's some discrepancies in there but I've Why? mostly been single for two years for real I had like a little one month relationship going on with maybe two of those but um it's it's been like a really difficult difficult well, also, journey I feel like it also depends on how you define single if you're single single like not looking single or dating single. no you know I've I mean? been single as in like I, I still talk to guys but like I haven't been in like a serious relationship really in about two years I mean I would maybe count one for like a month Jackson if you're watching this I still think you're a great guy oh <laughs> but, my gosh. But, but um I have personally I have done I feel like a lot of growth in these past two years and honestly it's been a really great two years even though I've had a lot of dark sad times but um it took me so long to finally realize you guys how to put myself first and if anyone's watching this and you're in a bad relationship and you love that person so much and you would do anything for them including doing things that make you upset or putting up with bad behavior that you know you don't deserve but just because you'll be with them I promise you get out of that relationship and it will get better I used to think it wouldn't get better and I used to think the most awful things but the second like the something clicked in my head you guys I have just been doing so much better and it's just been so amazing I finally like understand my self-worth and what I deserve in a relationship and it has literally been so amazing to like finally feel like I have a clear head get out of that toxic relationship and free yourself and honestly go on reddit because like I mentioned earlier reddit saved my life Although there are some bad corners on Reddit, as Veronica will know. But, like, there are some really good subreddit tabs on there that can, like, really help you get through a breakup. And whatever it may be, go no contact or stop the internet stalking, whatever it is, you guys. But it's just been, I've been so much happier when I learned my self-worth and when I was like, no, enough is enough. So, any other stories of growth you guys want to share? It's just been so good. As the eldest, I will <laughs> say, be by yourself and really embrace community i think it's really important i think people our age that ties into why the dating scene is so violently traumatic because a lot of people don't want community they want a soulmate and i think there is a lot of thought to be put into the human experience and you can't avoid love you can't avoid um, companionship but i think it should be illegal to date romantically until you're 25 and <laughs> if you are in a like I guess this is two people who've been broken up with um just find strength in yourself really I know it's corny okay the one thing about growth is it's so corny sometimes it doesn't feel corny but like a lot of times it is I feel so cliche all the time like it's mm -hmm. aged me to have gone through what I've gone through and to grow through it so much because every single thought that I have in Revelation is something that's right out of the corniest movie <laughs> yes. ever. But it's also true. Everything like old people said when you were younger that you were like, that's so dumb, is true. It's true. And 
don't be mad like don't like you can you can be angry and growing and you can be like Mm -hmm. you can be mad but don't be mad at your past self that'll be my last point like you can never get away with hating those younger versions of yourself and you need to like love them so hard and really like take care of them even though they're they're gone seemingly as we get older and older Mm -hmm. like you cannot be joining on yourself ladies and gentlemen and being yeah. like oh my god i was so stupid like i can't believe i did that like it's fine that sometimes you have to like purge that and like kind of make fun of yourself but also just know that like it was so valid mm-hmm. and it's human at the end of the day like these are all human experiences so there's things to learn from them but don't be tearing yourself up you know yeah I mean? every um it's 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 really easy for me to look back at the at the choices I made in relationships and be like God, I was so dumb. How could I have not? How could I have put up with that and gone back to that and done it over and over and over and over again? Something that I'm so so deeply grateful for are my friends Veronica right here, Shivani. Shout out to you. I love you. I miss you, Zoe, Cassandra. All of those girls who I've known and loved for the better half of my life. I will tell them every single awful thing that happened to me, and they would. You know, sometimes they give me the hard truth. Sometimes they tell me what I'm... I, well, no, they wouldn't really tell me what I wanted to hear. But they would tell me things I didn't want to hear. And it was hard to hear at the time. But they were here for me through everything. And honestly, if I didn't have Veronica living in the room next to me to go cry on her floor and I was feeling upset, I don't know what I would have done. But my sister was right. I mean, it's easy to look back at my past self, you know, when I was 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and be like, God, I was so stupid. But... If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be where I am today, and I wouldn't have grown and matured and learned so much. If I didn't go through what I went through the past four years, it probably would have happened now until I'm 25, and then I would have the same revelation, you know, then. So although it can be traumatizing and scarring to be in a relationship with someone and for it to be awful and for awful things to happen, but um, as Miss Swift says, every step you take, wait, every... <laughs> mess you made is a step I don't know she says something about every lesson learned is a step you take I don't know you know what I'm trying to say well girl I love you and of course I'll always be here for you no matter what and y'all take it from me who hasn't ever really experienced toxic relationship until recently to like really be there for your friends for real because this girl right here yeah there many many years of um you know hearing her and her suffering and seeing her suffer i always thought to myself that she's so like what's wrong with her like why does she just leave like gosh it's not that hard she's being so dumb but honestly you can never make that kind of judgment at all until you've been in that position and see like how fucking hard it is oh, it warps it, your brain it literally love will blind you so fucking badly yes. like until you're in that position you cannot judge them because it's mm-hmm. so it's so hard to leave and you can't leave until you actually want to and like you just do like even if you want to sometimes you just don't you just have to just like wake up when they literally just do it like it's hard to explain, but, like, you just get to a point when you've had enough, really, like... Any type of abusive so relationship... So be there for your friends, please. You know, it can take so long for them to realize. It basically took me five years to realize what I deserve 
and that is insane so if you've never been in that position please just like veronica said do not judge the woman and the men you see in these awful relationships like coco is a great example on tiktok because her relationship is publicly you know out there and it's clearly not the best and everyone wants to judge her for going back to memphis but you don't know until you know <laughs> it is so hard and when i was in those positions i did not care how dumb i looked i did not care Man, how stupid i looked are so real i did not care what people thought about me all i cared was about that other person and thank god i see the light now <laughs> thank god there's an end to that but y'all it is so hard so please just have patience with your friends and be there for them literally hold them when they cry don't say i told you so or you're so exactly, dumb no. just be there for them every time they come to you with that sad same problem just just hear them out comfort mm -hmm. them and and if you're one of those people who are in those situations now one day you'll wake up and enough is enough and it'll be amazing and it takes un unfortunately there was this girl on tiktok who was like you just keep going back you know go back and back until they piss you off and you're tired of them i mean sometimes that's the situation but there will be a day when enough is enough and you can do it it's scary at first but i don't know i really learned to love myself and to be okay in my isolation and to like be okay with my sadness and it was it, it was a nice it was a hard journey but it was all you know it was something that I'll always appreciate and value all the sad times too because it made me who I am today. And talking about growth again, I really think that something that helped me, well, something that's helped me forever in my life has been anime. And I really think that everybody, what? It's true. I, she said anime saved her. <laughs> anime did save me. Like, it brings me to so many different worlds and, like, gives me so many powers that I have now that. Y'all, I'll be in the kitchen making something, and I hear her giggling and smiling, like, like, like it looks like she just won the lottery. I'm like, why are you smiling? She's watching JoJo's. Like, anime really does make her so it happy. Does. It's actually kind of cute. It saved my life, and like, it just, I don't know. It just, y'all. I think if you guys just watch some anime, like, there are so many good ones out there, and so many of the characters are so like strong and passionate, and they have great like friendships too, and it really like. It just opened my eyes, like, like a basic one, like Naruto, like he always believed believed himself that he would be the greatest ninja and he'd become the Hokage, even when literally the whole village was scared of him and hated him and thought he was bad because he had the nine-tailed fox. Like no, and then you saw the people that did believe him and it was so beautiful and that was just his ninja way to believe him, believe in himself. Well, and it was just before awful. we close things out, I just wanted to give one more shout out to my best friends, Georgia and keep sister. It eyes of heaven y'all know who you are but honestly i have never felt a love like i do with my sister and my best friends they really showed me what it feels like seriously to be loved honestly i don't know if i'm ever gonna feel that way with a man but it's okay because i know i have that with my friends platonic soulmates are real and these girls are my soulmates so to end things out i love you platonic sorry i love you Ooh, grammar please i love we, you i love you we're gonna do two ins and outs for us i'll start you'll see so my first in this week is south park going down to south park i was watching that today oh south park and abbott elementary my two ends i love abbott elementary i just started watching it um some of you may know i'm in school to be a teacher i think it's the funniest little teacher sitcom my two outs are um when the payroll gets messed up at your job <laughs> And that's another out. Ooh, the cold weather in Atlanta. It's brick out, y'all. It's brick, and it is cold, and I, I hate it. Was warm. It was windy and cold today. Okay, Ronnie, two ins and outs. I thought it was two ins and one out. Oh, sis, it's always okay. Fine, just do whatever you want. Two ins, one out. Mm, I'll do two outs. 
Two wins for me are Andy's chocolates, because <clears throat> I just ate like a whole pack basically and got another pack. And then another in is cheeseburgers, just because I've been on a roll with them lately. <laughs> cheeseburger! Two, <laughs> two out are my boyfriend having horrific service in the middle of nowhere. Sheesh! <laughs> and um, another one being the dumpster getting moved all the way to the other side of my work because the people don't care about everyone who works there. <laughs> they don't care about everyone. Okay, Katie, two ins and outs. Let's go. Um, one end would be kava. I had a really delicious kava bowl. Preach! And then... Woohoo! My second end would be... Hmm. My grandpa gave me money because I got towed. So my Shout first, out, ZD! My first out would be that I got towed. My car no. got towed for the first time because before... It got towed. I said, you guys, I have really good luck. My car's <laughs> never been towed before. So then it got towed, obviously. Oh and my, my second gosh. out would be, um, oh, then I hurt my back. I hurt my back. I had too many sleepovers with the girlies. Just <laughs> <laughs> Carefree. And I went to the chiropractor today, and he cracked every single thing but that one part of my back. Oh, no. Um, hey. But he was nice. So. That's so sad. Well, thank you guys. If you guys noticed, Isama, she wasn't feeling too well, so she stepped out, but she's here with us in spirit. Okay. So thanks, you guys, for listening. Bye. Oh, one, more. Oh. Oh, wow. one more out is Jin going to the army. No. <laughs> Sorry, any army fans listening. <laughs> so sad. It was okay. Well, it was the saddest thing. We love you, Jin. Stay strong. <laughs> Bye. What's the same with me? Bye. Stay on BTS. Bye. And Taylor Swift. Bye. Bye. <laughs>